I keep going back to these rivers so vast I need assistance crossing. I wade but get nowhere. I need connection. But what about these aimless deceptions called walls? They've been erected far and wide all over creation since I can remember, but more so as of late. Unnecessary walls, pointless really, walls in vain, walls in excess, walls of redundancy. They have separated us. They've broken me into various partitions of the pieces I was. What if I built some in my mind, a futile space, so when the season arises, they, silly things, will stop me from thinking altogether. I may forget the vast river, I may neglect my need for connection, I may wake up to wait and wonder why I crossed it all. from Home House Press and you're listening to Paper Cuts. You are listening to Paper Cuts, a program that explores the world of zines, DIY, and small press publishing. This season, uh, actually we're not really organized into seasons, or at least we're not terribly very organized. Regardless, the DMV, the which stands for the District, Maryland, and Virginia, is our current stomping grounds. I'm your host, Christopher Cardambicus, and I am sitting in the courtyard of the National Portrait Gallery with Adriana Monsalve. Adriana runs Homie House Press, a crew of femmes creating and publishing photo books. I met Adriana recently at the Pyramid Atlantic Book Arts Fair, where she had a table featuring several Homie House projects, and I'm excited to be speaking to her today uh, in one of my favorite places in DC. So Adriana, welcome to Paper Cuts. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, um, I wanted to start off with just a brief description of what Homie House is, like what your mission is, and where are you right now? Because it seems like Homie House is actually spread out, like not just in DC or not in just in the states. <laughs> yeah. So Homie House's mission is very much like we're working. I mean, we ourselves are femmes in the sense that. Yeah, we are like minority groups as like I'm Latinx identifying, I'm queer, um, I have different levels of all these different marginalized groups coming together. And so we started this in the sense that we're a platform where marginalized groups and minorities can come together and have a space to tell their own stories. As photojournalists and as like documentary photographers, we're always telling other people's stories and we're yeah. never given the space to like tell our own. And when we do try to tell our own, like we're like, this is not given, it's like, yeah, we can't run it, we can't whatever, like we don't want to hear that, like it's too like subjective, it has too much, like there's, there's bias in there, it's like, yeah, it's our story. If you're telling me to tell a story of like, a Latinx thing or like immigration things like that I'm gonna have something to say about it like so yeah this is why Homie House was created so that none of these things have to be censored we can say them in whatever way we want and it's like it's a necessary space in in bookmaking and in like and in documentary photography that 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 hasn't been like I guess that there was a niche for that we really needed to fill in yeah yeah so when did Homie House start Homie House officially started like December 2016, so like a little over a year. Yeah, yeah. so it's still really new and fresh. 
We're baby kids. Yeah, yeah we're totally baby kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're baby kids. We're experimenting a lot. We mess up a lot. We're learning a lot. Yeah. And uh, did you start Homie House here in the D.C. area or in Maryland? Um, we started Homie House, like, where was I at the time? So Homie House started when I was living in, like, in Laredo, Texas, on the border of um, Texas and Mexico. So, um, so, yeah, it's South Texas, and that's where I was, but Homie House is officially two people right now. It's Adriana Monsalve and myself, and Caterina Rag, who is um, in Milano. Um, in Italy and so we we've been saying that we're like we were having a hard time saying like where we are because we're like to say Frontera Laredo and say Milano is like so different and yeah. like for our website and all the time we were putting we were just like we're just migrating through the in-between like we're just we're and as like as documentary photographers as like these people that are somewhat nomadic like we didn't really I guess we have problems with the sense of home too we have like those personal problems as well so that also goes into that um but yeah um so that's where i guess we're that's where it started yeah and how did you meet ariana and uh katarina i'm adriana oh, i'm <laughs> sorry no no I th uh. <laughs> how did you meet your two or your other collaborator okay so kate um oh yeah i, I call her kate so kate i met her um we were in graduate school. We were doing our masters at University of Westminster in London, and we clicked and we knew, like we've been, I guess, collaborating in different senses in school when we were in school and like since then, but nothing ever quite stuck like Homie House. Yeah. Like we started, we, we were trying to do a magazine, we were trying to do so many different things, and we would bring other people in and they would fall apart. But, but it's because we thought like, oh, we're not, we're not trained designers, we're not trained editors, we're not trained like, any of this we're just trained documentary photographers yeah. and so we thought like oh she's a really good writer we need to ask her like she's a dope designer we need to get her in on this and it was always kind of femme based but we were like trying to get like different crews in on it but it just didn't work and then finally we were like whatever like we know enough we're scrappy we can figure it out like whatever we just get in on it and so and yeah we, we're very self-taught and yeah um, and what drew you to photography and what drew you to London? Um, I guess, so I, so yeah, I guess when I was doing my undergrad, um, I did my undergrad at, uni at Andrews University in Michigan. It's like uh, an hour outside of Chicago. Yeah. You know it? No, I just... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Cause it's a really tiny. It's a really tiny private school. Um, but yeah. So and when I was doing my my undergrad there, like I knew that I was into the arts, and my professors kept pushing me into photography. But I felt really like that. But that in that school, photography was taught in a way that was very commercial, very fashion, very advertising. Where I felt like, why do you guys want me to do this when I'm not interested in that at all? Like and so. But I did end up finishing with that major because it was kind of like, they said that I should do it, whatever, it's a good way to make money, I'm good at it, whatever, and I was like, okay, but when I finished, I was like so interested in like storytelling, which they didn't teach at all in that school. Yeah. So yeah, like I was a year like just hustling and doing like photo assisting for all kinds of photojournalists. Like I just was like, I want to know more about this, this is what I like. So I was in Chicago for like a year and a half 
and I was just doing that and that's when I was like this is it like th I do love this but not how it was taught to me I love it like this so I wanted to learn more so I, I applied to um, for my master's yeah and I got into I got into that school that I was like that I thought was an amazing program and yeah yeah I'm, I'm really curious to hear you talk a little bit more about storytelling or your storytelling in photography and maybe this is a good way to start talking about uh, Femme Frontera. Uh, when, well, first of all, uh, Femme Frontera has a structure that is double-sided. Um, so it's two of you collaborating to put this book together. And can you talk a little bit ab about that or how the book is structured? Describe it to our, listen to our listeners. So Femme Frontera is, um, is true. It's a very different way that we did this book. Um, this time around, we wanted to take the idea of the frontera, of the literal border, these these um, things that have so many like walls, two sides coming together and like meeting in the middle. So, one side of the book, like yeah, I, I, I was gonna say the beginning of the book, but there is no beginning. So either side of the book is the beginning. So whichever side you start at, you can you'll flip through and then you'll see that like towards the middle is like upside down. So then you have to like flip it over and start over. And then it's another story, and then yeah, they meet. I guess they end in the middle, but it's it's kind of in a way that it's like they're both not really ending; they're just like kind of fusing into each other. Um, and that's yeah, that's how we I guess laid it out. So it's photography and text by yourself and Arlene Mejorado. Yeah, yeah, that was this project is um this project wouldn't be possible without um. We got, we got a grant to do this project from um, NALAC, which I'm going to get it wrong. We're probably going to have to do this part again because I know I'm going to get it wrong. National Association. I don't know. We have to look it up. <laughs> I always get it wrong. We'll come back to it. We'll find it in the call of on. Yeah, it's in here. It's in here. NALAC is in here. Um, that's why I just say NALAC because I don't know it. Um, so National Association of Latinos, for, of Latinos Art and Culture. That's Nalak. We applied. Um, we applied to do their master artist um, grant, and we got it for 2017. And the, so the grant was written in the sense that like there is a, a master artist and an emerging like um, yeah, um, emerging somewhat amateur photographer that you're training. Someone that like hasn't gotten like that hasn't gotten these same like privileges that I have gotten in the sense that I've gone to school for art, like just saying that is like so dope and like so many people yeah. don't get that opportunity to just go to do what exactly like you want to do so um so i was so ari i thought Ar arlene arlene um i thought like what she was doing like she was really like, trying to do something different and she was like and she yeah she didn't have any training in it and i loved it i was like this is really raw she got a lot of talent i i can really like push her like so we wanted to like apply to this together and um and amazingly, we got it. And so I was already on the border. Um, I was already on the border, and Ari was in San Antonio, so like two hours north of me. And, um, and, and that's how, yeah, that's how it started coming together. And how did you come across Arlene's work? Arlene, she came to um, the university that I was adjuncting at, um, Texas A&M International University, that's on the border. Um, and she came to to show like there was I don't remember what the name of the conference was it was like some type of like transfronterizo work conference and like they brought her and like a bunch of young femmes from 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 like San Antonio and maybe Austin too I don't remember 
um, to to talk about yeah what they were doing as as like femme photographers. And out of all the people that were talking, I was like, she's dope. I want to talk to her. We're gonna be homies. Yeah. And that's that's how it started. Yeah, that's how we met. That's one of the the things I really love about like small press and self-publishing it's like when you see someone who's obviously doing something really amazing and you want to work with them then it's like you have a platform to just to start actually doing the work and getting to notice getting to know someone through a a project um and that can build such a wonderful friendship and respect for the for the process and for your uh each other's artwork it's true definitely and like when i met ari homie house wasn't even like official <laughs> wasn't even alive when I met Ari yeah. so like our friendship and like all this stuff like the, I, the grant all this stuff came later and we were like oh man homie house, we can homie house the shit out of this yeah <laughs> <laughs> me and Kate were like this is perfect yeah. <laughs> yeah was Femme Frontera the first homie house book um, no the first homie house book came out um, December 2016 and it was I used to live here and where was the here in that book? The I used to live here was, it's kind of figurative in a way, but it was shot in Silver Spring, Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's talking about like growing up in religious spaces and decolonizing that for yourself. So it's talking about, yeah, I used to live like in this very like church-based everything. Yeah. yeah. I will want to come back to that, but one of the things with Femme Frontera that I really love is like the idea of... Uh, two sides of the books coming together in the center, the idea of the of the border, um, but also all these various crossings that happen in the way that you're setting up the text. Like you're talking about Silver Springs, Maryland, as well as Texas, or yeah. a city in Texas, as well as a place in Mexico, or yeah. even in some cases Madrid in the States. So um, it sets up several poles for you to really be moving between. Um, I wanted to hear you talk a little bit more about how you set up the, the text within the different chapters or more specifically in your section okay like so the way yeah so the way most of mine is done like on on my side like yeah it was pretty much all like Laredo Texas and then Nuevo Laredo which is the other side of Mexico and then there's like one that's here that's like Laurel Maryland Yeah. yeah so I mean and then Ari is like doing Cali Mexico so Cali Mexico and then Texas Mexico but um wait what did you want me to talk about specifically um, well, I guess uh, how you set up the text within the Wait, photography. I don't know more what you mean. Um, like, as like how it's placed with it. I guess how you're how you're framing it within mm-hmm. the book itself. So you have a series of chapters. Oh, okay, Each okay. chapter, or not yeah, every chapter, yeah, has. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. So basically, the way that that it's set up on my so yeah, I can talk about mine. I know what you mean now. Okay, so basically, the way that it's set up is that I I'm starting out the book like with my own poetry, with my own experience. Like yeah, I'm not an immigrant, but I'm immigrant adjacent, um, as like the product of immigrants that like came to this country when they were like teenagers. So um, I'm doing my own poetry and my own personal narratives. And that's where like it starts. But then you start getting into like these portraits that have like, um, that have more of like um, interviews and the name of the person who it is at the top. Um, and then where they came from and where, and where they are now is like listed right under that. So you can see already like this, this yeah, this duality, this duality of like just placement 
of like yeah they're they're in Laredo Texas now but they don't say that they're like Texan or anything like that they definitely very much identify with like Mexico and I was did I just do that with my nails <laughs> oh no I'm so sorry no it, it's like another <laughs> signature it's like you, you've made another mark <laughs> <laughs> and um so yeah so that's how and then like and it jumps back and it jumps around like once you get into that part of it um it'll have like maybe a couple little things here and there from me um and and yeah the numbers is pretty much every time that there's that there's text um but it it's mostly it's very much the interview heavy because we wanted we wanted the subject to be at the center of it and we wanted the subject to take up the most space um but yeah, here and there is like a little poetry and stuff from me. But at the at the end of my side is my my artist statement, which yeah, that's where I like take up the most space, and I'm saying a lot, yeah. And that's actually a great segue because I wanted to hear you talk a little bit more about your artist statement or your warning, and specifically this um, idea of radical softness because it, yeah, I, I, I want you here. I want to hear you talk about it. Well, um, so yeah, the artist statement, like when me and Kate were like putting it, like putting it on paper, I was like, I don't just want to put like the words there. Like I feel like, and I don't want to say like artist statement, like duh, like that's weird. Like so I was like, this is like, I'm like, like I'm totally connecting everything and letting people know like this is who I am, this is how I identified, this is what it is. Um, so it's like this is like a public service announcement type of thing. So you, that can be like. Yeah, it can be attention, warning, or public service announcement, announcement, whatever. And then I was like, but with the stuff that I'm saying here, like, it's kind of, there is some stuff that I'm saying that is, yeah, it's controversial. And some of it's really strong. Some of it's, like, really soft. And in a lot of ways, I felt like this is a warning. So I wanted to title it like that. And um, and oh, I don't remember what the other part of the question was. Um, so there's there's a phrase in there which was radical softness that oh, that yeah. just really stuck with me, um, and then gave me almost like another window into the work itself because mm -hmm. it turned the entire statement and um, a lot of these interviews that you're that you're capturing a lot of the photography and documenting people and their experiences became this continuously changing. Uh, not amorphous but hard to necessarily grasp something with yeah. like without uh, hard edges mm. um, even though it's uh, fundamentally strong right yeah. so those those are like the things that the connotations I was pulling from your statement and from that phrase specifically yeah. so I thought that was a wonderful way to describe it no, yeah, the phrase you're talking about is a radical softness as a form of resistance, I think is what I said. I can't find it. But yeah, uh, yeah radical softness as a boundless, boundless form. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that phrase, I agree with you completely. It definitely talks, it covers a lot of what I'm saying in the sense that when we're talking about this idea of femme, um, in, a lot of, in a lot of spaces when you do say femme, like people don't even realize that that is like a queer term. Um, it's mostly used like when you say femme more in like um, people of color spaces that's when like you start realizing because like I realized going back to Pyramid Atlantic I realized in that space how many times like these older um, white men or women that were there that were looking through this book and were actually really supportive of it um, they were like towards the middle they were like does femme mean queer and I was like yes very good <laughs> amazing <laughs> And I was like, that's really dope that they picked that up. Like, I didn't, like, you know, these are like 60, 50 year old, like, people. And I was like, that's really cool that I don't have to say anything. 
and they're picking up on it. Um, but yeah, so fem, so it's definitely starting to talk about fem in different ways and talking about it like that. You can't say that it's one way, and you can't say that it's, that it's like these whole ideas, these antiquated ideas of like soft fem, hard fem, like I don't know, butch fem, whatever. All these things that like were very like. I feel like we're very like used in like personal identity in yeah. like I don't know early 2000s or something. Now it's just I don't know. It's a little bit more fluid. Like I can be soft and I can be hard. I can be all these different things. Um, so so in the sense that they yeah like where is it? This radical sound is going yeah. So just the fact that like when people. This is, no, yeah, I know exactly what I want to say here. Okay, so just the fact that, like, me and Ari, we present completely different. Like, when people see me and when they talk to me, I'm a very warm person. I'm super talkative. Like, I'm very inviting. Um, and and I am. I am soft, physically and otherwise. Like, I am soft. Um, and then Ari is always, like, people are always, like, kind of afraid of her. People are always kind of, like, like she doesn't like me. She's kind of a bitch. And it's, like, Ari's so sweet. Like, she just has, like, yeah, she just isn't out here smiling like me or whatever. But she's really sweet. And, like, so we, me and Ari definitely talked about that a lot. Like, how we're, we're so, we're actually very similar. But when people see us together, like, we're super different. But, um, and it's partly why I feel like this project was able to come into it this way. Because at the point that, like, people see me and they're like, oh, she's so, in, and she's this and whatever, she's so nice, whatever, Tanahua, and these ways that I also get kind of like, I don't know, what's the right word? Like people kind of assume things of me because I am this soft. People yeah. assume that like they can walk all over me, that they can step all over me, that they can like get away with things with me, that I, that they can like ignore me or just be like, oh, she's, she's just really sweet and cute. She got nothing to say or whatever. These like typical things that people say about femmes or whatever on these levels where um, Ari people are like really intimidated and like it's totally different so yeah I wanted to like talk about that they like yeah just being soft doesn't necessarily mean like all these typical things that come with it like it can manifest in so many different ways and soft is actually powerful yeah. soft like soft in this time is freaking like it's yeah it's resilience and it's and it can be seen in so many different ways and um, yeah, so that's where that comes from for me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's I don't know. That, that's really wonderful. Like I said, that uh, that that phrase just kind of opened up the rest of the book in mm. in a really interesting way. And because I I read your section first and then mm -hmm. came to your statement at the end, um, it then immediately made me want to like go back to the beginning and mm. and reread everything. Um, yeah, and that's true too because like with me too like. Me and Kate just naturally put like a lot more pink, which we didn't like necessarily think about. And then we, when we were doing Ari's, it was like a lot more like just the cactus in general, like these things like and blues. And like on my side, I feel like we used pink in like the actual layouts more, where Ari's were using a lot more blues and greens, which like it wasn't something intentional to like oh this is Ari's more like this and Adriana's more like this no it's just like afterwards we were like whoa that's weird but it works <laughs> yeah um can you talk a little bit more about the poetry that you included in in your section the, the poetry that you included in your section mm -hmm. um as the your whole discussion of of the water and the weight of it and oh, this like constantly yeah. changing force um, I think like, obviously speaks so 
directly to the people that you're documenting and uh, the experiences of the people, but also of like this phrase that we were just talking about of femme um, and this like constantly changing notion of it. Yeah, so I really felt like it was important for me to use the river as like this thing that I was, it actually helped me write and how to help me lay out where I wanted everything to be. I was like, I was kind of felt like I was like following the river and wanted to like write in that way. That, um, because like where Laredo is and where like the Texas border, like all of that is, there isn't a wall yet. Like there isn't a literal wall yet. Like when 45 is talking about all these things on the wall, he's talking about Texas. He's not talking about Cali because there's already a wall. Like, so where Ari was focused on the Cali, um, Mexico border, like, she there yeah there's tons there's so many pictures of the wall that she has like on her side and where for me i was like like for us it's always and everything that i'm hearing living there is always talking about like the river and crossing and people going back and forth um and what the river is used for and so because it was such a natural part of like me like my daily life as i was living there for because i was there for like two years um I kind of started seeing like the people in that way and that like migration in that way too. That like, yeah, people are trying to like make this something very, um, they're trying to make it something really literal. When, when you're talking about like this idea of like the river and all these things, like it's a journey and things are constantly changing and, um, and, and the river itself is constantly changing. And, um, and yeah, and the river looks the river looks like extremely calm and really chill like when you're actually there like yeah. at at this real but like it's the current is crazy and that's why like a lot of like migrants immigrants don't actually yeah, I mean if if border patrol sees you they'll shoot you but besides that like that's they don't actually cross it because the current is so crazy people die all the time when they're trying to cross it cuz the current like takes you under even though it looks so chill. Yeah. Like it looks really chill and it's not very big. Like I can be on one side and I can wave to a homie on the other side. Like it's crazy, so it's like oh, I could just go hop over, but it like people die right there in the middle because the current is ridiculous. Yeah, so that's that's talking a lot about that in a nuanced way, where where I feel like that can also be placed on the people too. Yeah. On us, like on like on on migrant on the immigrant experience, where people always see it like one way, like like yeah, just talking about like current times and the current condition of things, like like bad hombre, like all these things that Forty Five says. Like, I mean, he paints the immigrant experience in like one way, where we're so multidimensional and we're so multifaceted, and there's so much duality and multiplicity, and just like there's just so many levels, and yeah, you can't say something about a migrant or immigrant and and have it be like to fully cover everything it's just impossible and I feel like I don't know I saw a lot of that in the river too yeah there's also in the in the book I don't know how how quite to phrase this it's almost like a series of uh, not necessarily interruptions but like inserts you know like the uh, the poetry comes in at, at different intervals um, interspersed with the interviews and then there's one section I think chapter 8 where there's like a little pink pamphlet of the photographs yeah like a little baby little baby zine um, <laughs> stuck into the into the book itself and it's just like four photographs of the landscape and, and the map uh, behind it uh, can you talk a little bit about that, that pamphlet yeah. specifically or, or so just 
So the inserts, like, I get what you're saying, because, yeah, it's true. It's not, like, every certain pages, there's going to be text. Every three pages, it's not, yeah, it's not very, like, I don't know, it's not very rhythmic in that sense. Yeah. It's a lot more sporadic. It also um, makes it very dynamic. Yeah, I guess, no, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, but I think, um, yeah, and a lot of that had to do, like, with, because when I'm doing the text, like, when I'm putting everything, it's like I'm putting it all together, and then, like, that comes in design, like, when we're like, where should this be? This looks good with this picture. So a lot of it is just, like, feelings and, like, organic feelings of just, like, this looks really good with this. We don't need anything here. This looks so good. This is totally flowing. We don't need nothing, 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 nothing. It's very much, like, uh, just with Kate, who is, like, the head designer, and with both of us that are art directing together, like, it's very much me and Kate just vibing. Um, and as for, like, the baby boo, <laughs> um, the baby boo is the, the literal landscape of, of um, Laredo, where I was. And this was, like, um, basically, this is as close as I can get, like, to the edge of the river okay. without, like, being shot. Okay. So this is, um, and I didn't feel like, I don't know, where Ari has a lot of, like, where we used a lot of Ari's actual landscape, maybe not a lot, but some of Ari's actual landscape, I didn't use any actual landscape for mine, oh, but then we flipped right to a landscape. It's not a landscape, though. It's more just, like, the ground and flowers. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but yeah, um, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> Like, I didn't really use any of that in it. And so um, I did feel like it was important, especially because I'm talking about the river, but I'm not showing the river ever. Yeah. And even here, like, you can't actually see the water. So it's very much like it leaves you to imagine, and it gives a lot of room for, yeah, for imagination and for playfulness with something that is actually very serious and scary. But, um, but I think that's kind of where Homie House flourishes too, where we can leave a little mystery and have a little room for like nuance and playfulness yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, one of the things I love in hearing you talk about homey house and this book in particular is this like sense of friendship and community that you bring to the conversation when you're talking about your collaborators um, and since everyone is a little bit spread out I want to know like how you like how do you define a homey house community for yourself um, that's a good question. Um, a homie house community, this is actually really funny um, because me and Kate have talked about this a lot. Like when we're asked to do workshops, like we ask that question like to ourselves and we ask it about like other people when we're explaining like what, what it is that, that a homie house is and what it is that a homie is. So um, yeah, I mean homie people, some people hear the word and they're like, that's a really offensive term. That means man. And like, I'm not a man. And it's like, yeah, but we can reclaim that shit. And that also is like a very like Latinx term, like used from like, quote unquote, gangsters and stuff like that is being reclaimed and means. And the fact that like, homie, like comes from this place of like, yeah, hombres, and then cut down and cut down to be like, that it was used in like military. What this is like from research that I've read that it was like used in military for when um, someone would meet someone that that was from their own town or from their own like area and it reminded them of home and so they would cut it down from hombre to like homie and it was this fusion of like yeah a man a human and and home and i was like i did not know that yeah, and it's really interesting yeah. so it was used that's like that was i don't remember when that was but yeah it was in the military where that where homie was actually first used and so yeah so um 
so homie for me and Kate, I mean like, and more so for me, whereas for Kate and Italian, like she did not know the word until she met me. <laughs> but like, it's something that I've used since I was, as long as I can remember, honestly. Like it's always been in my vernacular, like I've always used it. And I probably use it too quickly with people because it's like natural for me. Whereas like, um, yeah, I don't know. And even if like, if I don't know someone's name yet, it's, I can say homie, like whatever, I can use it in different ways. But, um, but it's true, not everyone that I meet, like I'll call them homie. Like it depends like if I feel like this safety or this like this vibe that like, I don't know that there's something tangible here that like we can be friends. Yeah, like that we could grow together. Like we could challenge each other. Like there's something good here. Um, so, so I think that's where the, that's why the word homie like is being used with homie house. And then with homie house, like we're talking about like homie house is actually for us like yeah, what we're building, these things that we're bringing different, completely different ideas together, where we're being intersectional, where we're not just like telling, these are all stories about Latinx people, everything we do is Latinx, but, and that's just, and it's all for Latinx. No, there's intersections on everything. Like, yeah, this is Latinx based in the sense that it's shot in the, in the border, but I'm not, I'm not Mexican. I'm not. I'm Latinx, I'm Colombian, and I'm intersecting with this whole other thing that like, people yeah you know that a lot of people are like oh yeah she's Mexican no I'm actually Latinx I'm Colombian but like whatever so it has a lot of that where like where all the different publications we're doing like none of them are about like Colombia like none of them are about like this like direct identity like um and for us for me and Kate like that's like when I feel like I don't know where where we're the happiest <laughs> that's like a corny word but like when we're the happiest and when we feel like our art like comes alive when we're doing like bridge work and when we're like connecting with something that on the surface doesn't look like me or shouldn't be or shouldn't be a part of my identity or people will say like that that's not a part of you that doesn't whatever but at the like when you're doing the work you realize like it's all connected like all these different things like when they're coming together like that's it's so important and that's the only way like that's the only way that we're going to do anything and that's the only way that we're going to be 45. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, home, so a homey house for us means like intersectionality and the coming together of all these different things, um, yeah, in the form of a powerful like platform for, for the resistance, yeah. So, Adriana, how can people get involved with Homey House Press? Um, we are super open to collaborations, like we... It's actually very easy to get involved with House Press. Like, if um, if there's something you want to collab on, if there's an idea you have, like, always like just email us at homiehousepress at gmail.com. Um, and also, we have we've been doing this thing that we need to do more, but um, we, we like once every like two months or so, every two or three months, we take on like a new student where we will like we'll print all your work for free like we'll help you produce it we'll do everything and we'll like we'll print like a certain amount of numbers of it and we'll and we'll like take it to every show that we're doing and the student work sells out the fastest like we never have any more they sell out the first because it's super fun yeah. <laughs> and like and the student is usually like though so we've only done this once so far and we loved it and we're like ah we need it we just there's so much that Homie House is like involved in with right now that like we keep forgetting to put that on Instagram. Like we need new students, please email us. We need to pick a new student. But um, yeah, we did it with one that was actually um, based in the border. 
and um, she emailed us and she sent us this project that she was doing and we were like oh my god this is so great like and she's like I think she was 17 18 and we helped her produce it and it was like a maybe 16 page scene and it's, it's great and um, and we, we so those are spaces where like if you're if you are like actually a student where homie house will do like we'll do everything for free we're so here for the people we're so here for it so that's like a super easy like direct way to get involved um, and and yeah as for actually like collaborating and like making work together that like that yeah we can have like tangible art and stuff uh, yeah just email us like we're so ready for it yeah we love collaborating well Adriana thank you so much for hanging out with me here at the National Portrait Gallery and talking to me about Homie House Press um, yeah. I'm really excited to see what you have coming up next yeah thanks so much this has been great Warning. This body is a departure from traditional femininity. It moves in ways that hold space in places where tender and strong come together in collective duality. This body persists with as much resolution as grace. To hold this much space is an act of defiance and protection of community, yet we are overlooked. I am removing words that have disoriented me, words like soft, weak, and quiet. I am picking up words of the resilience my ancestors have left me in their wake, words like wild, loud, and confident. This is radical softness. This is radical softness as a boundless form of resistance. You can't contain this body, don't try. I bloom in the peripheries. I multiply in shadows where few focus. I glow when nurtured by the weary hands of mothers, aunties, and abuelas, women who stroke my back with all the gentleness of millennium's past. I hold space for my community in tenderness, love, and celebration. I shine with femme friends that are femme family that become their own planets that entire galaxies birth forth. Femme is ancient, femme is queer, femme is feared, femme is frontera. <laughs>